0: Hi, I'm Beth Guckenberger, and welcome to the Punch First podcast. I'm here with my husband, Todd, and we're having this discussion inside. It's like a discussion inside of the discussion about the acronym that we created in order to help get some muscle memory, some spiritual muscle memory when you feel under attack. Oftentimes we get under attack, you're just like, Uh, I don't know what to do next. I'm I'm distracted by the consequences of this attack. I'm distracted by my own thoughts that are running and racing and feel trapped inside my head. I don't know what to do. If we can learn this acronym, we'll have a step-by-step path out of that feeling and into what we hope is spiritual victory. So we talked a little bit about yesterday, the idea of confession, probably one of the most critical, certainly the most critical first step, but one of the most critical steps out of the six of them. But today has a really important role, this letter O of combat, which is observing the tactic the enemy is using. And I, the reason the reason to observe the tactic is we want to get smarter and smarter. If you think about what anything you know from any military or war movie you've ever seen, or if you have experience in the military, you certainly could speak more to this. But you want to know how your enemy moves. You want to know you want to be able to anticipate what they're going to do. There's only so many ways to rearrange sin. So we've already seen all the things he knows how to do. If I know how he works, then I mean, then I can anticipate what he wants to do. Todd, you and I do this all the time. We talk, When we have a, a critical dinner coming up, a hard conversation we anticipate, when we have a vacation, when we have a an event with a lot of expectations what what do we say to each other
1: no oh, we, we say hey let's punch first yeah. I mean, literally it's that simple we, we 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 start calling things out and I, I think the the fun thing is now i i think i do it in my regular rhythm yeah daily like last night i did a premarital counseling session and i thought to myself okay now the enemy's gonna attack our marriage you know you, you just you you know where where the enemy tends to kind of drive a wedge in. And then if you would attack our marriage, and I feel like, well, why am I giving give mar- premarital counseling, you know, like this, it's like this whole snowball effect. But if you, the more we see, the more we observe, and the more we call it out.
0: Yeah. In the in the book, I talk a little bit about what what they call the OODA loop. So you can research that more or certainly see some of it in that chapter um, for day 14. But the OODA loop is this military term that means observe, orient, decide, and act. And the principle is you can't you don't know how to counterattack, fight first, fight against, fight in general if you don't know what direction am I fighting in and and what's the smartest way to to be prepared for this fight? What's what tool do I need for this fight? You know what what weapon will I use? And we'll go on to talk in the rest of the acronym about the answers to some of those questions, but before we can get to the answers, we've got to do the observation. And the enemy he, he tends to not be all that creative. So if he's been successful in my life before in the area of discouragement, he's going to try to discourage me again. If he's successfully disoriented me or caused me some fear or or recognized how distracted I am with pleasure, he's going to see that as my Achilles heel. In the beginning of Throw the First Punch, I tell the story about when I was in Key West with my friend Julie, and we were on this shark excursion and they guarantee or your money back that you will see sharks up close and personal, but we're in the wild. So I was like saying to the, to the guy, like, how can you guarantee it? And he said, Oh, just watch. And, where they get out in the middle of the waters and then they would rip open these fish that would bleed into the water and sharks are attracted to blood and they came every single time up to the boat because they they wanted the blood that we had in the water. And I remember watching that and thinking to myself, this must be how the enemy works. When he has seen blood in the water, he knows "I'm, I'm coming. This is. This is low fruit hanging. This is already someone who is wounded. So observing what he does when we're tired, observing what he does when we're, um, you know, stressed, observing what he does when we're um, in, in whatever vulnerability we might find ourselves. Man, that is really good.
1: Yeah, I think um, so it makes me think of when we we lived in Mexico for for fifteen years and we hosted summer teams. So we'd have mission groups come and we'd have eight weeks of hard hard work you know i'd get up five in the morning and we'd finish sometimes 10 at night and it was um it was awesome but in those days i was actually most guarded because i was spending time with jesus i needed the strength every day almost immediately last day of summer i would i would let down stop stop being aware it was going around and i would begin to struggle with things Mm -hmm. because i because i i thought oh all the hard stuff's over i don't have to be on such guard but the reality was i i let down and i stopped observing i i stopped saying "Hey, I'm need the fight be in the fight but the other thing i think is important for me is the short-term things are tempting like but i i need to think about what i what i want the outcome to be because knowing that like you know temptation or pride those things can be a lure like almost like bait but the reality is if if i'm not aware of what what my real hope is in our marriage, just for example, like if there might be temptation, that might be a quick lure. But the reality is, my long term goal, I want I want to have a, a beautiful marriage and a faithful marriage. So, like knowing that or thinking that and having that in my mind, it really gives me us a, a sense of of purpose and and kind of alertness to oh, you know, I need to walk on the other side of the street instead of on this side or whatever it is.
0: And you know, I mean, oh, so it so naturally comes after C because I know the I can observe the tactics he wants to use on me because. I've just been busy confessing him. Like I know, I know how he likes to attack me. I know where I have been vulnerable to his attack. I know where I failed, where my own sin tripped me up just fine. I also think that makes me think of that verse in Genesis that says, Sin is crouching at your door, Genesis 4. God's talking to Cain. He's the bad brother, Cain and Abel. He's that's why we get the expression raising Cain. And he says to Cain, Sin is crouching at your door. You have two choices: you can master it or it'll master you. And part of the O is like being self-aware enough to know what sins are at my door. And the sins at my door are totally different than the sins that are at your door. You know, in my family, I always want to put my best foot forward. I don't, to the extent that sometimes I can pretend that things are better than they are. I, I would rather not show my hand. In your family, you live, your family lives family of origin lived more out loud showed all their cards there are there are weaknesses in both of those there are strengths in both of those but having that self-awareness really ends up aiding you in this spiritual warfare because you're not so you don't have blind spots or achilles heels
1: well i don't know about that but the but the reality is being aware of them and, and calling them out and 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 when in that time of confession understanding okay God convict my heart so mm-hmm. that I can be aware of it and, and kind of see maybe even technicolor where my areas of weakness might be.
0: Yeah tell tell everyone about when we were in Israel and we learned about the gladiator
1: games. Oh it's great so and in, in, in they began to talk about uh, earlier gladiator games that were all all over that part of the world um, and they would chain two gladiators together at the ankle and if they weren't like best buddies or anything they just chained random gladiators together and but much like us fighting the enemy if we choose to fight together and you and i for example in marriage if we are chained together we can fight on our own but we're both going to die but we we can we need at chained together we will we will be much more successful fighting uh, with with each other against the enemy and and yeah
0: yeah, that, the, that particular event, those gladiator games function kind of like track meets where they had various events and that event you're talking about, they would change warriors together and release a wild animal against them. And if those, if those warriors fought together, they beat the animal. But if the warriors played to the crowd or didn't trust each other, then the wild animal won every time. And when I think about the end of this O um, day, it talks about the armor of God and it it talks about what it means to be ready and alert. And, you know, one of the tools we have in our tool belt is fellowship, like have, recognizing who's with us in these fights, who's chained with us metaphorically, uh, facing this this wild animal against us, and what in what ways... Can I observe on your behalf? Can you observe on my behalf? And can we be stronger together? Because now we have four eyes instead of two. I think that's part of the advantage of two warriors being chained together is they have four arms, they have two sets of swords, they have four eyes, they, they have two strong backs. They, they're, they are stronger if they'll figure out how to work together. And certainly we see that in marriage. When I can observe what the enemy's trying to do to you and fight with you, and you can observe what the enemy wants to do to me and fight with me i mean he he can't hold a candle to that kind of strength
1: yeah i mean one of my weaknesses is is i can um be quick or be reactive and this isn't necessarily a, a fancier strategic or his fancy tactic but uh beth will quickly say to me it's not a 10 mm-hmm. and it's it's just a good trigger for me to realize okay you know what i'm gonna probably go off the rails here or not literally off the rails, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get upset and, and maybe say things I don't want to, but in reality, it's not a 10. And, and that's a, it's a simple way of going, oh, okay, I can come back and observe what's going on and, and, and check myself. And I think that's even small things like that in communities, in marriage and friendships and accountability, it, it does help to have people be able to tell you truth quickly that kind of resets you.
0: Yeah. So certainly I just would encourage you not to skip this step. It seems really, like, okay, you can get your head wrapped around confession seems really important. And maybe some of the subsequent letters will feel like skills you've already built or ideas you've already kind of metabolized. But don't skip the O. Observing the tactic and understanding how the enemy wants to work will go a long way to spiritual victory. So whether you're processing this alone with the Lord or together with some friends, think about and look. be on the lookout with one another for how the enemy tries to attack.